Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. And good morning to you in today's morning shot. Have you ever tried taking a gap year from work or perhaps an even longer break to take care of your elderly parents or even your children? Well, those who have done so would know how challenging it is to return to the workplace. Do you still possess the relevant skills? Can you get up to speed quickly and integrate into the workplace? Such questions are bound to come up. If we find this a challenge, imagine the uncertainties and anxieties that go through the minds of ex-offenders when they try to get back into the workforce. Ex-offenders and inmates still face discrimination while trying to get hired. And within the workplace itself, they themselves shared this experience at recent engagement sessions held by the National Trades Union Congress, or NTUC. While society has now become more inclusive and accepting today than in the past, participants are hoping that efforts can be increased to foster a more understanding and less discriminatory work environment. For more on that, we're joined this morning in the studio by Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General at NTUC, and Yo Yun Luo, Project Manager at Cushman and Wake feel. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Very good morning to you. Good morning, Lily and listeners. Good morning. Patrick, let's start with you. We understand that this is the first time NTUC is organising such sessions specifically with inmates and ex-offenders. Why now and any reason why it hasn't been done sooner? Yes, uh, the NTUC and the Labour Movement has been engaging uh, Yellow Ribbon Singapore uh, through other platforms. But this is the very first time that we are really up close and personal with the ex-offender community. Uh, It is all part of our Every Worker Matters conversation, which started in August last year. And we are on this almost year-long journey in engaging and speaking to various segments of workers. And uh, we have engaged the younger workers, the older workers, freelance workers, workers in the SME, multinationals, even employers, and also even professionals, managers, executives, and uh, even you know many of the, the lower wage workers. So this time, we're going a bit further. We are pushing the envelope. We have, we have managed to work closely with Singapore Prison Service and Yellow Ribbon Singapore, and therefore engaging ex-offenders. Earlier this year in January, we had mm-hmm. a great session. Uh, with uh, more than 100 people, including Yun Lo, mm-hmm. and, and many employers out there, uh, as well as ex-offenders who have uh, already reintegrated back into the workforce. But, you know, the last week, as well as uh, also in January, we managed to go uh, you know, behind maximum security mm-hmm. uh, into uh, the Singapore prison, uh, wow. in, at Changi Prison. That's interesting. Uh, thanks to Singapore Prison Service as well as Yellow Ribbon Singapore, we managed to engage two groups of inmates. Wow. Uh, one group was uh, female inmates, another group the male inmates. So this is our very first time. I think together with our Every Worker Matters conversation volunteers and myself, uh, we, and uh, of course Secretary General NTUC, Brother Ng Chi Ming, last mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. we really had a session up close and personal with all of them to hear their fears, anxieties, challenges, and some of them have been in and out and therefore sharing uh, what are their experiences when, when they're back out and what we can do more. Patrick, among all these sessions, was there anything that stood up for you? I think we hear the fears and anxieties of many of our inmates inside Changi Prison because before they reintegrate back into society when they, when they leave the institution, uh, wanting to reintegrate back into the workforce, I think there are uh, fears and anxieties and whether they are prepared 
I think that's that's key. So okay. I, I see opportunities for us to, to do more. Mm-hmm. I think kudos to Singapore Prison Service and Yellow Ribbon Singapore for doing lots of work, good work uh, in the last uh, decade. But like I said, uh, where can the labour movement come in to partner and to, to make this even a, a greater if, uh, impact and positive impact to the inmates? Okay, Yunlo, bringing you into the conversation, you had a troubled past and found yourself on the wrong side of the law when you were very young. And then you spent some time at the Reformative Training Centre. But fast forward to now, wow, you have suddenly established yourself. I understand that you are a project manager at a real estate company and managing a good number of construction projects. You have come a long way, to say the least. Share with me and our listeners about that journey. At what point did the light bulb go off? What was that moment that inspired you to change for the better? Well, thanks, thanks. It was about 16 years ago, I think due to my troubled past. I fell in with the wrong crowd, definitely, yeah, that's one of the problems. But at that teenage time, you know, we don't have much thoughts about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But as you progress, I, I think back and some of the things that actually affect me to change are my family, mm-hmm. religions and career. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that. Um... My sister, mm. uh, she is uh, someone very close to me. Mm-hmm. Something happened to her and then I think I should quickly make a change and then to help her rather than just wasting my time inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that step a very difficult one? I should call it a wake-up call rather than mm-hmm. a, a difficult step. Uh, everybody have a di- wake-up call at different um, age or different time. So mm-hmm. at that time, it was a very harsh wake-up call for me mm-hmm. that I decided to change. Mm-hmm. Well, during that time, I think I also take the opportunity of um, being... Because I used to be... People call me angry, angry, mm-hmm. angry boy and, and, and stubborn and, and, and whatever. Um, I use that to apply in a good use. So I know that I'm stubborn. I want to achieve my goal. So I apply into um, good use. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I am today. You know, I understand this must be an awkward or uncomfortable conversation with, with you right now. But listeners, if you can see what I can see, he is a very positive, very bright young man here. And I'm so proud that he can you know, be talking about his experience with us. But maybe we'll come back to you in a bit later. Uh, Patrick, when it comes yeah. to employers, does it make business sense to hire ex-offenders? And if the answer is yes, why is it good for business? As we all know, I mean, besides the fact that we have a very, very tight labour market situation, I think, you know, and, and a shrinking, almost shrinking workforce, I think every worker matters. So uh, whether you're ex-offender, whether you're a younger worker, older worker, I think everyone plays uh, a role to really inject life into our workforce and economy. And we want to build inclusive workplaces, not just inclusive, but also progressive workplaces. So we definitely see a lot of benefits. Uh, we've seen uh, people like Yunlaw who have value add and value create for their organisations. And we do hear positive feedback from uh, employers as well, mm-hmm. uh, who have mm-hmm. hired them and know that uh, these people really go the extra mile, minus the fact that sometimes you know, there may be challenges because as they assimilate back into the workforce, it's not just assimilating back into the workforce and the workplace, but also other attendant issues. Sometimes maybe issues at home because they've been away from family members, could be parents, grandparents, or even spouses mm-hmm, and children. Mm-hmm. They, well, they face a multifaceted challenge. So I think the least we could do is, at least in the workplace, we create fair, inclusive and progressive workplaces to support them in their journey so that everything uh, you know, can go well. Okay, you know, that journey, you know, you've put in a lot of effort and I'm sure you have um, received quite a bit of support from those people around you. Tell us more about that 
support and who you got that support from and what is the biggest challenge when it comes to reintegrating back into work? Okay, I will share based on my personal mm-hmm. view. I think uh, there are a few keys that are important to reintegrate back to the mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. I think first is self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. Back 16 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I think some people still cannot accept who they are. Mm-hmm. If they are ex-offender, they don't even dare to share or they did something wrong because they feel that it's something uh, shameful. But mm-hmm. I think it's not something that you should be proud of, but mm-hmm. something that you should remind yourself that mm-hmm. you should not go back again. Mm-hmm. So you have to first accept yourself for your past mm-hmm. and at the same time, accept yourself to be able to look forward rather than dwell at your past. Mm-hmm. So this is the first key. Second key is social stigma. If you compare 16 years ago and now, I think there is a big drastic changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 years ago, you, people tell you, hey, uh, if you are an ex-offender, people will say, oh, you have tattoos, people will look, look at you at one kind. Mm-hmm. But if you look at now, slightly mm-hmm. different. People know that you, you have something wrong, a mistake. Mm-hmm. But if you dress well and you present well, I think people are still able to accept. There are some places where, you know, require some uh, security clearance. So um, that will take a bit longer for you to clear. Other than that, I think it should be fine because I'm, I don't see much issue at the current stage. Uh, I think the third one will be social support. Mm-hmm. Social support is very, very important. Um, if someone who don't have a family support, you need to find some things to, to, to support you, like a counsellor, mm-hmm. social worker, or uh, perhaps your coach, or uh, someone close to you. And I think also last one is self-discipline. I think uh, after all, with all this kind of support, without self-discipline and determination, I don't think you can go any further. So you need to keep on having the positive mindset, even if when you're four, Mm-hmm. You're falling and then you, you have to really get back up and, and, and find a pillar. Okay, yeah. for those who might have uh, also walked the same path as you, what kind of job placement, support and training did you get back then? And how did that help you? Back then, uh, I think I sli- I'm slightly different from others is that uh, I don't have much support. I'm quite independent. Mm. But I would say, based on my personal view, now, mm-hmm. uh, now it's slightly different because at this generation, uh, NQC and there's a lot of uh, other support from other government agencies is 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 a big change. So I think if you talk about now, um, if you, but well, let me just share a bit story about myself. Is it easier? So back then I only have N level. So uh, I will share with all A's, mm-hmm. A for absent actually. <laughs> so yeah, I did not uh, did well for my studies, and and when when I uh, started working, I have a bit of money. I start to you know find uh, opportunity to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So uh, I realized that there are there are IT. So if you uh, start off with N level, you can go with IT, then NITEC, then you move on to uh, part time poly. Mm. And now actually I'm studying in SUSS, mm, okay. uh, as uh, part time degree, yeah, in building project management. Wow, fantastic, yeah. Patrick. Some key areas that were highlighted, uh, you know, in all these sessions, you know, include difficulties in applying new mm. IT and digital skills in an actual job setting, as well as holistic support in areas like accommodation, mentoring, financial planning, family support. Coming out of those sessions, what is the union looking to do to enhance support in those areas? Any concrete plans yet? Yeah, we hope to come up with some uh, plans and ideas, possibly mm-hmm. after our entire Every Worker Matters conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we are still on that journey, so there will be a deck of recommendations coming out of it. But, but more importantly, I mean, just last week when I was interacting with one of the inmates, uh, he, well, he shared something uh, quite interesting. He said, you know, we, we, we do lots of training. Mm-hmm. In fact, now uh, some of the WSQ training are being carried out uh, inside mm-hmm. maximum security. 
okay. uh, to prepare them for jobs uh, when they are released. So I think there's a lot of training support. Uh, but you know, when I was speaking to him, he was just sharing. You know, I, I did a, a session learning how to do uh, Microsoft, but then uh, I think I've forgotten quite a bit of it. So I think <laughs> the importance of it is when they you know uh, finally come out and re-enter the workforce and the workplace. We hope to be that support to provide them. Uh, training opportunities. I think in Singapore we are quite fortunate. Uh, Tripartite partners mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a lot of funding support. Yes. Uh, for union members, for example, or even uh, generally Singaporeans who their mm-hmm. skills future credits, etc. Mm-hmm. So I think very very important. We want to. We hope to partner them in that journey uh, through <coughs> NTC and our social enterprises to, to give them that support in terms of training, skills upgrading, skills acquisition so that they stay ready, relevant and resilient. Okay, uh, just before we wrap things up, Yun Luo, if there's one thing you can say to ex-offenders as well as inmates who might be going through tough times right now, what would that be? I would say that tough time will last, but tough people will. Everyone is fighting for their you know, career and, and stuff. Um, don't dwell on your past and look forward. And if you really need help, don't do it alone. Look for help. And there are people out there are willing to help you. Yeah. Very well said, Yun Luo. Keep going, you know, we're supporting you right here with you as well at Money FM 89.3. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time, both Patrick and Yun Luo, for coming in today. We've been speaking with Patrick Tay, Assistant Secretary General at NTUC, and your Yun Luo, Project Manager at Cushman and Wakefield. This is Morning Shot on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.